Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to Las Blancas Podcast. I'm your host, Yash Thakur. And we are back with a podcast in the off-season, just before the World Cup. We are recording this just before the World Cup. We are not sure if this goes out just before the World Cup. I think it will. So whenever you're listening to it, it will still be relevant because we are going to talk about the signings. We are going to talk a little about the departures as well. And then we are going to look at some of the players that are involved at the upcoming FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Pretty hyped for that. So let's get into it straight away. Joining me today is Kanita, as always. So Kanita, how are you doing? Are you excited for the upcoming World Cup? Yeah, I mean, good to be back for a little bit, you know, in this pod uh, during off-season. But yeah, I mean, we've had enough of a rest from football and, uh, you know, World Cup is coming up. And yeah, obviously, I'm excited and we'll be covering that in the article. So yeah, can't wait for it to start. Um, It's definitely uh, the the most anticipated (laughs) tournament in the sport. So yeah, who wouldn't be excited? And of course, we have like uh, 15 of our players uh, in the tournament, so we're very excited to see them. So yeah, it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be, it is the biggest event of the summer. It is the biggest sporting, footballing sporting event of this year. Well, not really summer. Uh, It's actually winter down under, so there's, there's that. But yeah, going to be an amazing tournament. The crowds, are go- the stadiums are going to be filled out. It's going to be amazing. And I hope everyone listening also tunes in to watch either their own home country play at the World Cup or to watch some of their favorite players because, you know, with more eyes, we all rise. So it's going to be fun and I hope you can tune in. So let's get into uh, our topic of concern today, which is basically talking about the new arrival so Real Madrid have made four signings so far in the summer none of them are actually uh, players who we did not already knew about we had briefly mentioned them we have been linked about linked with these players for a while now and almost like most of the fans knew some of these players were coming so we'll get into those we'll talk about every single one of them we'll talk about we'll talk about how they play how what they can add to the side and what are possibly some of the weaknesses that uh, they have shown in their career so far or what are their strengths and everything so let's let's i think get into it uh, right away so we have signed four players as i mentioned we have signed Oihane Hernandez not Valdez Ate we have signed Oihane Hernandez the right back slash right winger from athletic club another athletic club player in the team we have signed Mylene Shavas if that is how it's said I'm sorry if it's not from Bordeaux a goalkeeper uh, since we since there's only Misa technically in, in the first team goalkeeping position 
after Melin uh, retired last season. We have signed Haley Rasso from Man City, another player from Man City. The last one worked out pretty well. So hopefully this one does too. And we have signed Danish striker Signe Brun from Olympique Lyonnais. So a pretty interesting mix. We have signed two offensive player, one defensive player and a goalkeeper. So let's let's start by looking at possibly an area that we have discussed multiple times over the course of last season saying that how we should be incorporating a certain other young player that we have available how we should be phasing out uh, Kenty slowly because she has lost uh, some of her uh, initial pace some of her first step quickness that she used to have and she's on the other side of, of uh, 30s now so it's it's better to like phase her out and incorporate young players who, who can be better for the future and the present as well. Oihane is 23. She comes in in place to replace basically Lucia Rodriguez who has left the club and joined uh, Sevilla. I have very strong opinions about that. I, I absolutely do not like the move uh, of Lucia letting Lucia go because Lucia came in as arguably one of the best ball progressing fullbacks in the league uh, i remember doing a piece on olga uh, a while back and i was looking at at some numbers and stuff and lucia popped up every single place be it with her ball carrying be it with her ball progression via passes she's just a very good ball progressor from from the flanks and real sociedad allowed her to show that we could never actually give her a, a spot which as odd as it sounds is true somehow i don't know because uh, every time lucia played i think she gave uh, a solid baseline performance at the very least but she just never had the consistency in the lineup we never gave her consistent minutes over the course of a season over the course of a couple of months to help her ease in because you know you can't just expect it especially in defensive uh, with defensive signings you can't just expect them to slot in instantly if you play them like once in two months that is not going to happen because building a good defense building a good defensive partnership requires synergy requires time on the field together to build that communication to understand how your uh, partners in defense are moving to you know get in sync with them regarding those movements and everything and lucia just never had that so it's a shame that the move did not work out. I still remember last at the end of last season, we were all making a prediction about who will be the breakout star for next season. And my choice was Lucia. It's, it's really sad because uh, I think she's still a very solid player. And with regular minutes, I think with Sevilla that she'll get regular minutes. I think she'll do really well and she'll once again be one of the best fullbacks in the league. And... Yeah, I mean it's just it's just sad that um, Lucia had to had to leave without getting a proper run in in the side. Replacing her, we have signed Athletic Club's Oihane, and she's 23, a year younger than uh, Lucia herself. I'll I'll let Kanita talk about her because Kanita uh, knows a lot about her and is eager to talk about this signing because and then I'll give some of my thoughts on this. Uh, just a quick word would be like Oihane is versatile she can play on the wing she has done so for for her club and she can play in defense as well decent attacker good offensively defensively a little shaky uh, but yeah Kanita what did you make of this signing and what did you make of Lucia's departure overall uh, how are you feeling about about the incomings and the outgoing so far in the summer um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do know some things about Toyane. Like, I watched her since uh, she started playing for uh, Spain, the first team. And, you know, it, it hasn't been for a long time, but, you know, I've watched her, watched her since then. And some athletic games I watched, and uh, especially when, I, when we faced them, so... First of all, yeah, uh, I agree with you um, there. What you said about you know the defense, offense kind of um, balance there. Uh, she is, uh, 
she is much more comfortable in uh, offense, um, you know, compared to Lucia, when we said, but um, yeah, it's it's a bit complicated there because Lucia was uh, just getting com- comfortable with going up. Um, and interestingly enough, I've seen a stat that says that uh, Lucia has had the most completed progressions, like, uh, and from both uh, Oyane and Kenti, so that's a very unexpected thing that I saw, actually, because, yeah, she just started being getting comfortable and she got benched, so. Uh, but yeah, we won't be talking about how her, you know, season went, and I pretty much said it in my article when Lucia uh, announced her departure and everything, so we can read it there. But uh, like in comparison with Oyane, I think Oyane is like much more comfortable there in the in attack, and her throw-ins like they're much more clean. Like I noticed, I love watching throw-ins. Like um, when throw-ins are like normal, you know, and a, a little bit shaky, then I forget about them. But when it's something so swiftly taken, or uh, if it's a terrible throw-in, then I definitely remember them. But what I remember from uh, athletic games that I watched is their throw-ins, and Doyane was the protagonist of um, their throw-ins on obviously their right side, and I just love that how she did like she was there on the sidelines she was so good in those tight spaces on the sidelines like uh and she was being helped uh by you know the winger there on the right side as well so obviously she needed help there but she was the one who orchestrated that uh throw in and getting the ball out of there and i mean i've noticed that in the games that they played against us so you know you can see when uh she does that she does something well against us that you know i uh, notice and i have to say because yeah about her defensive work i haven't really noticed much uh you know how she does in defense i i could say that she's pretty solid i mean i've seen her do some uh crazy challenges just before uh entering uh the box like the opponents entering the box and everything um but uh those are like those uh challenges just before uh the great danger but i don't really remember and any more notes i would have about her defense but yeah uh i think that lucia move i have that was smart for her. Uh, it was finally it was like a mutual side, um, mutual agreement to terminate the contract because she had one more year left. And you know it's sad. I mean we're we're signing Goyane who's a year younger than her, and you know uh, we're saying that she's this great um, Spanish right back talent, you know, uh, but. You know, everyone said that about Lucia as well, and I still think that she's crazy talented. She can make it definitely. It's just that um, how you use a player is very important. And I don't have any doubts about Toyane, far from it. Uh, but I really hope she has the opposite fate of Lucia because what Lucia got here was, um, well, uh, undeserved is an understatement, basically. But yeah, I want to go on a rant about that. Uh, I have had a lot of rants about that departure already uh especially on the day of the departure so you can read it on my twitter if you want uh but yeah that's basically what i have about oyane i'm pretty excited for her i mean uh, she's only played in athletic she has been uh, and graduated from their academy and her whole professional career has been in athletic so definitely She'll have to adjust a little bit, and I hope that, you know, that adjustment will go smoothly and swiftly. So, yeah. Pretty comprehensive overlook, uh, overview of, of uh, Oihane there. I I would say, like, my thoughts on her would be, it's not a bad signing. It's really not. In isolation, it's not a bad signing, but when you consider the other variables that were involved which which is losing lucia who was just a year older 
without her really getting a chance so i think i think at at the very least when oihane is coming in i hope she is coming in to be a starter i hope it's not going to be a series of kenty playing at right back and then when she is not fit playing ivana there before even considering your backup right back i hope it's not the case again because that is what actually halted the development for for lucia in the first place and if another player goes through that uh, then then it's pointless like we have not learned the lesson basically and it will be just wasting a signing in that position so about her play style i think uh, kanita covered pretty well she is good offensively i would say i would say that she is uh, an all right attacker but uh, defensively i have my uh, worries about her i think she is a bit shaky when it comes to defending that is why at times like she has even been used uh, up uh, up front on the wings even though like that is also down to athletic club technically not having that many attackers in in their squad so they have to like mix and match and try to f- fit the pieces wherever they can but yeah there's that versatility option with her that she can play on the flanks where being defensively good is not being defensively good in 1v1 situations is not as uh, important but yeah i think she she'll play at right back uh, we don't really have vacant spaces to play for her to play on the flanks so on, on the wings up front uh, so she'll play at at right back and i think it will take some getting used to defensively especially because that is the side that catlin plays as well so that is a uh, a little bit of a problem area for us teams have targeted that side uh, before after like rocio and savava managed to like lock the left side down it it has always been the right side where holes have uh, appeared multiple times in the past and um I'm not too sure how that partnership will go because uh Oihane likes to bomb forward, Kathleen likes to be aggressive in in her duels that would leave a lot of space and unless we have a good defensive midfielder who can offer support in those situations where the center back is pushing wide to cover up for the full back, I think it's going to be uh an area where opposition can potentially like exploit us a lot if we don't have uh a defensive structure which we don't at the moment like not even a semblance of it so uh hopefully that changes uh hopefully uh i i'm wrong and the defensive structure improves and the players have enough synergy to uh defend as as a unit but yeah those are my concerns and i think in isolation it's a good signing overall if you look at what we lost I would say it's a decent signing in in that regard because Ohane doesn't really improve the age profile much like Ohane Ohane isn't like 4 5 years younger than Lucia and and really just 20 years old who's just coming up or something she has she is an established player in the league uh so yeah looking forward to watching her in white and seeing how how the defense uh, evolves Uh, as we head into the season next year so yeah that's that's about oihane moving on to the next signing let's let's talk about the offensive players first and then we'll talk about the goalkeeper let's talk about one of the most um spoken about transfers that we have made this season the australian really fast winger hayley raso from manchester city So we signed Caroline Weir from Man City and well she exploded she went on to score like 100 goals last season where she scored every single time we needed her to she was the top goal scorer of the team she was the top assist provider for the team like just incredible incredible season so we have gone <laughs> down the same route we have gone searching again in the sea of players that Man City have to offer and we have picked out a flashy winger in the form of Hayley Raso and uh, i saw i saw the reaction general reaction on twitter about this signing and it was pretty positive Pe- people are really hyped up about uh, hayley raso having seen her and if if you've been following uh, the lead up to the world cup 
she recently just provided an assist uh, for australia to defeat france 1-0 really good counter attacking move once again where she was playing as the striker in that particular moment so yeah a player a really good player like i'll i'll say one thing i i really like ribbons ribbons is her nickname by the way and i think we will see her donning a white ribbon when she plays for uh, real madrid because she she always dons that uh, trademark ribbon of hers it it has become like almost inseparable for her earning her this nickname of uh, ribbons in the first place so we'll see her in that uh, white ribbon most probably le- next season let's let's talk about her a little so she actually like had a very good um, to say that she had a breakout wouldn't be right but she actually made a name for herself at portland thorns uh, pretty good seasons there multiple seasons there uh, had a really good 2017 where she scored a um, uh, lots of goals where she was like she actually came into the public eye after joining the nwsl that is where people started to recognize oh this is a really great winger coming from down under and you know she's really fast she's really quick she is effective as well she is tenacious of the ball and she's causing all sorts of problem to the backline with her pace uh, that is when people started to recognize it after a fair few seasons at portland thorns which involved some loan moves after an injury that she suffered so so after that really good season in in 2017 she suffered an injury which has like not really left her all that much and that has been basically what i worry about a lot because that injury has been has has derailed her a little i would say has derailed how she has progressed from that point on because at one point heidi rasol looked unstoppable and she still does when she go- gets going she st- still does but the problem is she has only played like 50% of the available league minutes in her career three times now so far which is you know for a for a player who is 28 years old which is, if you consider it she just has like 3 4 years of her peak remaining and um these really quick players who rely a lot on their pace they often showcase a really steep uh, fall off but yeah when when you're available for 50% of the available minutes for just three times in your career that is a point to be considered and i'll i'll tell you why as well i'll tell you why those injury issues are pretty they won't go away so easily see the thing about heidi rasso is she is really quick like really really quick you will see her when she steps on that field and whenever she plays she plays with her heart on her sleeve like that you will always get that no matter what game it is no matter how irrelevant game that is she'll always play like there's something on the line that she wants to give 100% and she'll always give her best she'll always fight for that loose ball she's always going to get stuck in she she likes to be that fierce competitive edge she has that she brings to every single game when you're that fast and football is a start stop game where like you have to stop you have to make those start stop movements on the regular and when you're that quick these these constant acceleration and deacceleration movements take a toll on your knees take a toll on your body and when you get in a physical duel when you get in a physical clash with somebody you have a lot of momentum when you're getting into that that clash and that can hurt your body when all of that momentum just disappears in in one one crash so that is what has happened multiple times with haley and i think that is going to continue happening as well because that's her play style you know she relies on pace that's one of her biggest asset and you cannot just take that away from her you cannot just ask her oh haley don't run fast she runs fast that is what made her the player that she is 
so yeah that is one of my biggest concerns with her i really like ribbons i have been following her ever since her w league days and she is a player everywhere she goes like she brings a smile she plays with a smile she plays she plays with the heart honestly like you will see when when you watch her don that shirt for real madrid she'll give she'll give it her all like there is no chance in hell that she half asses any of the sing any tackle any loose ball any of the runs in behind like she'll always make those no matter if she receives the ball or not she'll consistently provide that excellent option in behind but yeah her biggest strength is also probably her biggest enemy because it has taken a toll on her body and fast players often struggle with recovering from such injuries so that is one of my biggest concerns with her i'll let you speak about uh, what you think about raso uh, any thoughts on her like we have signed a really good player i would say really uh, really good player and what what do you think about her fit in the side and what do you make of the player herself do you like her and what are you looking forward to with raso first of all i'm very excited to finally have a right winger um you know something we haven't had for well um let's say two seasons because cardona was injured for the majority of you know uh, previous season uh 2021 2022 so yeah i mean we finally have a right winger and i'm not complaining about the signing at all uh i mean the pe- people having at least mostly having positive, um, you know, attitude towards the signing. I, I agree with all of them. And yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, in, in, like her will to fight this whole problem with her back. Like she broke her free vertebrae in a match like on, on the pitch. Um, like that's a huge injury like only worse injury you want like as a prof- you don't want as a professional athlete um like aside from acl that's, that's like the second worst injury is any sort of back injury that's the worst thing ever that could happen and you know she's still fighting with it i mean you can see that obviously it will still have a toll on her um that's huge and as you said like she's a fast player so that also goes against her a little bit uh but still very very much quality and i think she will add on to to the team a lot and i hope that she will be uh managed well at least i hope that she won't be managed badly you know it's not really that hard to manage her well just you know um we've talked about how many errors we had this season so i don't even have to explain myself at this point so yeah but uh you know another true winger another true right winger which we haven't had for two years and um i've seen her i've seen um her play a few times not that closely but i noticed some a very interesting detail like the last match uh australia played it was against uh, france and uh she played against Toletti. she was on the pitch as well and i remember uh, at least twice they clashed like Toletti was defending against her uh one uh one time Toletti won masterfully and one time um Raso beat her so yeah it was like a one one there i don't remember any more duels there so uh but it was a very interesting thing to see you know uh between toletti our you know oldie let's say uh and our new signing so very very um interesting to see and like in that game especially i've seen how uh Raso is capable of like well let's say like swooshing past people you know just going over then whenever someone would try to put a uh, the leg in front of her she would just like go over it something it's it's fun <laughs> you know i and i don't see a lot of complication with her in play again i haven't really watched her that closely so uh, if you have anything to correct me on this but what i've seen from it uh, she doesn't really complicate things that much and when it comes to sh- shooting you know at the goal 
I think she's um, she's very good at hitting the net in the near post, which is when you when I say it like this, it doesn't sound that special, you know. But when <laughs> when the team has chance after chance and not scoring, and sometimes um, a player, especially the, uh, a wide player, would go there and a little bit from an angle, uh, having to shoot. Uh, usually, they would shoot in the uh, you know far uh, far corner, and I, I see I saw that she could uh, shoot and hit the net in the nearest post. So. Um, Hopefully she she does that here when we um, struggle with the goal, um, you know, shot after shot. So yeah, that's what I have to say. I don't really have any more detailed notes. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, so speaking about her play style, you said she does not uh, complicate things, and that's true. Uh, She is a very direct uh, sort of winger. She can play as the number nine. She can play as the full back as well. She has done that in the past, but I'm not really keen on that. And please don't let, <laughs> please don't let the manager know, uh, else she'll be deployed at right back. <laughs> uh, I hope that does not happen. But yeah, so the thing is, she is always trying to attack the byline she's always trying to progress at the byline and try to like go past her fullback and then try to play the cutback or the ball across that is what she normally does another concern with her play style with me is her decision making in the final third which is not really that good she she is really exciting with her pace like all fast players have that tinge where they really excite you because you are watching somebody completely outpace uh, outpace your opponent right that's really fun you know they're getting they're making this game a track meet and they're beating the other person it's really cool to watch but when it comes to the final third decision making she can be a little frustrating you know she'll consistently get past her player get past her marker and then when it comes to the final ball, maybe she'll just take an extra touch. Maybe she'll just delay it a little more when she could have played it first time or when she could have played it earlier. And that window of opportunity to play the ball across just disappears. And sometimes the final ball isn't that high quality either after getting into really good position. And that is like really not good, I would say. It is something that has been a sort of an issue with her. Like the only time like she did really well in terms of that was when she was with Everton uh, during the 2020-21 season. She was like pretty talismanic for the for them. She took a lot of responsibility out wide and she scored and created some of the best numbers uh, of her career. Like she scored five goals or something. So yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool to have a really good adept option at right wing. Like she is a pure right winger, right footed, and I think we will. I think fans will love her. Fans already love her ever since the announcement. We have seen we have seen some really good response on her signing, which is great because she is a really good player. Uh, and we'll see. Like there are some frustrating parts, obviously. Like I mentioned. Uh, so yeah just going in knowing uh, more about her would help us have better expectations better uh, you know uh, 
the expectations will be better aligned with what her performances will be and then i hope there are no overreaction when when something happens because fitness is a real concern with her and i uh, i hope that she can stay fit throughout the season and be a viable option uh, in every single part so so yeah and uh, let's move on to the next signing then let's move on to the other attacker that we have signed and that is senior brun so she comes from olympic lyonne and we all know like lyon are the heavyweights in women's football and getting a player from them is like a big thing maybe i don't know but in women's football these turnovers keep happening all the time uh the contracts are short they're just two years long and you know a lot of players move on to different pastures after every couple of seasons for free even so that is something like uh, that is unique to women's football i would say so yeah we lost esther in the summer esther left the club we i don't know what is going to happen with naikari like she has been she has not been seen as an option last season as well we preferred to play with caroline moller hansen up front rather than giving naikari the chance she again once again the same fate as lucia basically where she was no, never given a good run in in the side even if she performed well and i don't know what is going to happen next season what her role will be but i think with brun's arrival brun is probably going to be the probably going to be the first choice uh, first choice there and it will be interesting to see how how we play i'll i'll hand it over to you first to take your thoughts about what what do you make of of senior brun's arrival uh any thoughts on her any thoughts on what her role will be given that naikari is still still at the club and she is a backup she is not that old either we have two like quite similar aged uh, strikers in in the mix now and how will the minutes distribution be with you know moler there as well like it's it's going to be tricky uh, to you know manage minutes manage to give minutes to all of them so i don't know how that is going to happen and that is a major concern which makes uh, like the squad planning bit from the higher ups a little bit confusing uh but yeah i mean we'll see what what happens when the season begins but what are your current thoughts on on brun's arrival and what do you think think of her as a player and where does she fit in the squad yeah you know this is a little bit tricky but when when was the striker situation not been tricky in this team uh, uh i mean since the first season uh, we've only had you know complicated striker um situation so there's that <laughs> and yeah i mean there has been some very interesting development in that area um thanks thanks to the coach um which we have talked about that we don't get but you know besides the point we got prune and i think uh listen i have not seen a single game of her uh in any club uh but when you see like the minute distribution that wouldn't really be you know weird because uh in Lyon she was uh backup and i mean she was be- behind Hegerberg and uh, Lesoma so that that makes sense but still you know uh, what eight goals and two assists i think this season in Lyon and before that she also played in United on loan and uh didn't which which was very in- interesting for me is that they loaned her and didn't really give her many minutes but i don't know what what was happening with manchester united so i wouldn't say so yeah basically never seen her play in the club but from what i saw in denmark um denmark plays this formation which is usually like pre 5-2 or like um some, something like that usually with to um to at the front and usually i know because i i've been watching sveva since she uh signed for denmark so i know that she has always been like this uh left uh, wing back uh kind of in the midfield so um yeah 
it's mostly 3-5-2 with Denmark. And especially when she would play with Mila, which wasn't a lot of times, uh, those two would, uh, would switch positions, like every single position in the attack during that one game they play, uh, however many minutes they get in that one game. So like it's, if it's one half or in the entire game, those two would take turns in positions like from like a wider play, like more of a winger to uh, number nine and even the 10 row. Uh, both of them like would switch around uh, every few minutes or so. And it was very chaotic, you know? Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Denmark, I mean, when you take into the <laughs> account that Denmark now has a lot of like young players, their formations now and all. It's a bit hard to <laughs> take any arguments from there, but there's, there is a, like a definitive st uh, stat that in the qualifying matches for the World Cup, Hoon has had 13 goals in, I think, seven matches. So that's, I mean, for Denmark, she has played a lot of games for Denmark with a lot of minutes and, uh, you know, when she gets a chance, obviously takes it, and you can see that her stats are her numbers are uh, more than sufficient. <laughs> and yeah, I think that Boon is a profile that we really haven't had until now in the terms of like aerial, you know, duels. She is better <laughs> than the strikers we've had in the aerial duels, but I think that it's because of the height mostly. But I. I'm also big on it doesn't you don't have to be a tall to be very good at you know aerial duels but since she is taller than them uh that helps obviously and she is good she's uh like the spatial awareness is also there in the box and we need that so especially when Esther is leaving I mean left she already left so yeah and I mean yeah that this little, this duo of her and Mila, I don't know. I don't know what the coach has in mind. I don't know if he knows what he has in mind. That's the problem here, okay? I don't know what he has in mind, especially with this striker situation. Once again, striker situation. And because from what I've seen when these two played, it was chaos. <laughs> uh, like a lot of chaos, which doesn't mean they didn't create chances. When it comes to like the minute distribution, I think that when you also uh, put Naikari into the consideration, I think out of the three strikers we have, I think um, the coach will put her as a fifth choice striker, even though we have three. Um, so there's that. Um, but yeah, the situation has been complicated and she has been looking for a way out. But yeah, let's not get deep into that. Uh, basically, a fate like Lucia, though the departure part is a bit complicated. So, yeah, uh, very, uh, very, I don't know, we complicate things in, in this position always for some reason. Uh, the coach, the coach doesn't know what to do with Mila. I, I've noticed like she played Mila as, um, winger for a year and a half and then the last month he decided to you know put her as a striker which she is and now he's getting Poon and Poon with Mila it's kind of chaotic so I mean we'll see we'll see uh it could be very good and I'm excited for Poon as well it's just that um again this situation is complicated so yeah my concerns are mostly about every single player we sign is about the coach and how he thinks that these players should be played because I don't think he knows. So, yeah. But welcome to Poon and I hope that we get a lot of uh, good headers. So, yeah, very excited. Okay, so I will get started on, on Brun because when we were, when it looked likely that we will be out for a striker this summer, the most realistic option for me was Senior Brun. Uh, I think I mentioned it I don't know on this part or some other part, but I did mention that my realistic choice for the striker position would be Brun uh, for multiple reasons because you know our plan B or basically a lot of the times our plan A which is basically just pass the ball to Caroline Beer and let her do something uh, 
go back to being a very cross heavy side and so far we did not have anyone being able who who was like really good in the air and in the box moler is tall she has good hold up play but she did not play enough like let's not kid ourselves until april moler had just two starts and it was after april that whole power play thing started and moler started to get more minutes but until then like she was not really played uh so we don't know how we would like have adapted to her playing as a striker as the as a target but the, well we don't have to imagine now we'll have brun we'll have a recognized striker up front we'll have a recognized target to our crosses now which will make a lot of our crosses look good as well because brun is pretty tall she's really good in the air has a good hang time has decent control and loves to attack the ball in the air so you know in in denmark as well it's sabava putting up the crosses and it's brun putting out the headers so we hope to see that connection we'll probably see that connection a lot more at real madrid as well and i think it will help sabava's crossing and olga's crossing linda's crossing and you know everyone's crossing will be helped because there will be a recognized box striker now and people think that brun has recently become popular because she plays for olympic lyonne or something or because she played for psg before that but like lyon before she joined psg she was a part of fortuna and i think that is where she made a name like brun brun was touted as one of the most talented young strikers in in the world and i'm not kidding she had so many goals in her she she scored 18 goals in her 19 starts with in during the 1718 season with fortuna and that is what made everyone want her she just and she just did not do this in the league she did this in the champions league as well she made her debut in the champions league with fortuna and that is what like that is where like everyone started to recognize her her talent and her eye for goal then she suffered an injury never really like and it was an acl injury and acl injuries can actually like uh, do a lot of damage to the player and that is what happened here with her uh, unfortunately like her injuries have restricted her a little to be able to like achieve her full potential but that's fine we we get we still get a really high quality striker a striker whose strengths perfectly fit with the way we usually resort to playing where we always just go back to crossing so she'll be able to provide us a good option in that another aspect of her play is since she is tall she has a very good build she is a player that can offer a really good uh, sort of quick give and goes in behind but we would need a good attacking structure for that we would need support around that uh, player providing the depth up front which will be uh, which will be brun but i don't think we have it in us to uh, coach that sort of a structure which is a bit of a bit of a shame but we will see because so far we have played with esther as a striker right and esther was given free reigns to do whatever she likes she used to go everywhere she used to ask for the ball at in midfield she used to ask for the ball around the halfway line and she used to do her thing she was given the freedom to be wherever she need wanted to be on the pitch and brun is not that sort of player brun is not ball hungry on the pitch she will play quick one two she'll play, play a slight layoff with the defender on her back and then turn around her and attack the space in behind so to do that she'll need support in the right position she'll need support for the second balls somebody to receive and then spread spread the ball across the width of the pitch and try to attack in behind I don't think we can use that and it is it is another key area of her play style and it's a we will have to see how how things go but uh, yeah uh, I think Brun is a really shrewd signing based on whatever happens with with Naikari in the season whether she is considered uh, a viable option whether she is given which I think she should be because we will have two uh, sort of different strikers uh, up front which we who can both score goals who can both impact games off the bench that gives us a really good option and 
uh, a healthy spread of goals in between them and a healthy competition for for the striker role which will be great for the team itself so uh, it, it will be interesting to see how these minutes are managed and if one is just restricted to playing in the in the cup competitions which again will be a shame because we have seen that minutes need to be managed in in the squad minutes management had been really poor and we get five subs so you know you can always uh, make the subs according to the needs of the game and i hope that is one thing that we learned from this season at least so yeah pretty excited about brune honestly i think she'll score uh, a lots of lots of goals because of her aerial ability and the way we rely on crosses so looking forward to brune like really looking forward to her and how she settles in and how how she's able to add to the add to the team moving on let's talk about the last signing uh, a goalkeeper signing which was pretty much made uh, essential after melin announced that she'll retire at the end of the season sofia fuentes from academy will still be the third choice and i think that is the correct decision i think sofia needs a little bit of time to uh, a little bit more time to develop and hone her skills because she is not ready yet which is fine because like she is young you know she has a lot of times to get to be ready for for real madrid and we needed an able deputy so we went to france and we picked out bordeaux goalkeeper mylene shavas uh, again like how how is it pronounced kanita can you help me with that well i don't really know how to read french uh french names until i hear them but my guess is milene chavas chavas i don't know uh from bordeaux and i'm pretty sure that it's pronounced bordeaux so yeah okay so probably probably chavas is how we will move and i'm sorry if i'm uh, butchering the name really sorry so we sign a 25 year old goalkeeper as a backup to our misa is 23 i think or 24 misa is 23 right and shavas is 25 so it's just two two years gap between the two which seems less than ideal because you know you i mean looking at it from shavas's perspective it looks like she she is entering her peak years now 26 27 maybe goalkeeper hit the peak a little later so maybe she has not entered her peak yet she she will in a couple of seasons and it's interesting that our backup will like i think she'll she'll come in and she'll try to compete with with misa for the oh, for the first spot for the first team spot but um, not really sure it it seems like an odd decision to have a 25 year old as as the backup uh, but let's talk a little about uh, a, a little about her and how she is on the ball of the ball how she does in, in between the sticks so all, all the times that i have seen bordo i and the notes that i had from from a time seeing them Shavas did not really like stand out to me uh, if I'm being very honest uh, it was just like okay she is a decent goalkeeper she she does her basics all right and the game moves on and it was largely because Bordeaux has such a dodgy defense like they had good attackers they had uh, Kachias Noyes they had uh, Khadija Shaw as well and they had good attackers like they they could do a lot of bits from from uh, in offense but their defense was the real issue that always limited them and that led to you know the goalkeeper not always looking that good uh, as good as she could have probably looked and mylin isn't somebody who who is like making her name now as a part of a bordeaux side who are like finishing mid table they finished seventh last season uh in the league and conceded a lot of goals so they're not a si- uh, she's not a player that that is making her name at bordeaux like she uh, she made her name during the youth tournaments with france youth teams like she was the part of the under 19 european winning squad she was a part of the uh she she won the under 20 women's world cup golden glove in 20 back in 2016 and this is a generation where you know 
this is the same generation from where Naikari has played, where Lucia Garcia has played, uh, players like uh, Delphine Cascarino has played, Aitana Bonmati has played. Like these are all players who have who have played in the same generation. Like Jill Rood has played in the same generation. Maria Antoinette Catoto has played in that. So France won that 2016 uh, European Championship, and she was a part of that squad. She later went on to win the Golden Glove in the under 20s as well, under 20 World Cup as well. So it, it's not like she is making her name now. But I would say even back then and from that time on to now, I think the issues in her game have still been the same. So. This season, she has underperformed on her post-shot expected goals. Uh, she should have conceded three less than what she did. So she is uh, not really uh, saving the goals that you would expect her to. Largely because there are a lot of shots that Bordeaux concede. Like, they are really poor as defense. She is good in 1v1 situation. I'd give her that. Like, she in, in direct 1v1 uh, situations with the attacker... She gets down really quickly, she makes herself big and she tries to come out and close down pretty quickly, which is good, which she does well, uh, often pulls it off as well, uh, have have not seen her get embarrassed a lot in, in do, while doing that. The biggest area of concern for me with Shavas is her aerial collection and how she deals with basically whenever there is an aerial ball in the box. Her cross collection is uh, pretty bad, honestly, like she... Uh, even though like she's tall, she does not really command the box really well. She like communication is not really good with the back line about who is going out to clear or who is going to claim claim the ball. Not really good. And when it comes to defending or going for the for the ball in the area uh, in the during the aerial duels, she does not have a very strong punch to like punch the ball out of the box and like make it safe she does not clear the ball well in the air she often whenever she's going for duels she spills the ball a lot does not collect it that well that is my major concern as we have seen with Misa as well her cross collection is not really good so we are getting another uh, sort of goalkeeper with probably a similar area of concern so it's going to be interesting to see her play, I think she will be restricted to when Misa gets injured or to cup competitions uh, in the first place. And we'll have to see how she does there. But yeah, some areas of concern with her. But yeah, let's see how, how it goes. Like she has spent all her life in, in France and she is moving out now in Real Madrid. We do have a, a French contingent now. We have... Sanji Toletti, we have Naomi Feller in the squad who can help her settle in really well. So I think settling in wouldn't be an issue now with her at least. So uh, yeah, we will see how, how she performs when, when given the opportunities. And if uh, if some of those long-standing issues in her game can be resolved uh, some way. So that will be pretty good. Uh, on the ball, I think when it comes to passing, she is pretty decent doing it in short to medium range but when it comes to like spraying the ball long or distributing the ball long the accuracy really falls off and she struggles a bit under pressure as well so so build up wise i i'm not really sure it's it's a massive improvement on misa but we'll see we'll see how she performs and uh let's see where what her role is in in the squad it it likely looks like it will be a backup but given her age profile she might even be pushing misa for for the first part so we'll have to see how how that pans out throughout the season so that brings us to an end about discussing about the the new signings now let's move on to talk about just give you just giving you a brief overview about the players involved in the in the world cup and which teams they are going to face in the group stages We'll obviously be bringing you some pieces throughout the World Cup, covering some of the games, providing you updates about how uh, the Madridistas did at, at the World Cup. So keep an eye out on that. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. 
Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Karita, I'll hand it over to you. Can you take us through all the Madridistas that are involved and just go through what their group looks like and what teams they are going to face? Well, yep. So, as I mentioned, uh, we have 15 Madridistas uh, that are going to the World Cup, if I um, counted correctly. <laughs> Uh, so we'll go by groups. Basically, I open the groups and I will tell um, in which group we have uh, our players. So group A, we don't have any players. Uh, but group B, uh, there is Australia and there's the new signing we talked about, Haley Rasso. So yeah. Um, and with Australia, we have Ireland, Nigeria and Canada. So, yeah, I mean, Australia, Ireland, and Canada, I think, will be here very interesting. Um, so, yeah, Australia and Canada will be, I think, the most interesting duel here. So, uh, very excited to see that. Uh, then Group C, uh, we immediately have Spain, uh, which takes, like, a third of our whole squad. I think we have eight of them. Yeah, I can just go through them, uh, like, by the numbers. So we have uh, Misa, Tere, Rocio, Ivana. And then we have Olga uh, and uh, Atenea, Sornosa, and our new signing, Oyane. I think that's it. I think that's eight of them. So yeah, uh, Spain is in the group with Costa Rica, Zambia, and Japan. So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a group where you would expect you know Spain to go uh, to come out first or maybe second against Japan. But I think that the, the, here could be some unexpected stuff. I mean, a lot of factors to be um, considered. But yeah, you can add on to it later. We can discuss if you want. Uh, so yeah, I mean, definitely Spain Japan will be the most um anticipated match with this group then group d uh we have denmark uh that plays against england china and haiti and in denmark we now have three players so yeah we're basically uh slowly becoming danish fc <laughs> uh so yeah uh, no actually two players sorry mila is not in the squad so yeah two players sveva and sinebrun Hoon. Sorry, uh, this uh, Danish surnames, uh, like Danish R is very hard for me to pronounce, so I apologize. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, their wacky formation, which is mostly 3-5-2, very, very interesting to see. Uh, they will probably end up second in the group behind England, so yeah. Then group D, we don't have anyone. There's USA, Vietnam, Netherlands, and Portugal, so yeah, no one there. Group F, we actually have players in two countries. Hey, finally, um, like a uh, match between, you know, Madridistas. So it's France, Jamaica, Brazil, and Panama. And in France, we have Naomi Fella and Sandy Toletti. And in Brazil, we have Kathleen. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, that, I think, is also the most anticipated game of the whole group and for Madridistas as well, because, you know, the clash of the Madridistas. Then Group G, Sweden, South Africa, Ita Italy and Argentina, we don't have anyone. And Group H, Germany, Morocco, Colombia and uh, South Korea, we have Linda Caicedo in Colombia, 
uh, which is very exciting, you know, to see the 18-year-old wonder kid, uh, which we have talked so much about in this, uh, you know, short spell that she has had in Real Madrid and um, just all all praise about her. So, yeah, definitely Madrid stars want to watch her on this World Cup, which is huge, you know, to have an 18-year-old uh, player playing biggest tournament in the sport and yeah, so this is the quick overview of the groups and which Madridistas uh, play for which uh, country. So yeah, you can add whatever you want now and then you, know, you can start a discussion or you, we can wrap this up. Okay, so that is pretty much every Madridista that is going to be involved in the World Cup. A good overview. I I hope everyone listening does tune in to watch at least uh, the Madrid players play because it's going to be amazing. We have the largest contingent in in Spain, so obviously a lot of people will be tuned in for Spain matches, I'm guessing. But yeah, get an overall feel of the tournament. It's going to be a banger of a tournament down under. So yeah, looking forward to it and we'll keep the coverage coming. We'll try to cover as much as possible and provide you updates of of the players performances throughout the games and throughout the tournament and hope one of one of the madridistas could bring a trophy home and be a world cup winner so we have a world cup winner in the squad that would be pretty cool i'm looking forward to that so yeah that's it for for this pod uh, i hope you enjoyed listening to it and until next time ala madrid ala madrid Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.